All right, everybody. Welcome to another uh, episode of uh, BFF Beer Fishing Fanatics. Speaking of beer this week, we have Founders All Day IPA. It is 4.7 alcohol by volume. So one day, actually, just so you guys know, I brew beer for a couple years. Yeah, I remember. So FYI. How to increase the alcohol content on the beer? Sugar. So one day I'll, I'll show you guys in one of these episodes. It's sugar. So when you when you when you're brewing the beer and everything, it's all sugar that increases the alcohol content. Mm. So the more sugar, the more alcohol. Hmm. Who knew? Is that before you bottle it or can it or whatever? Um. Yes. When you're during the the cooking session, during the when you're brewing it. During the brew. During the brew. Is that the term? Yeah, I don't know. You <laughs> you put more sugar, more alcohol. I <laughs> not, man. Because I know, uh, I, I see, I watched this uh, guy, he made a uh, pear cider, like out of pears. pears. Like he made cider out of pears. Yeah. Like his brew, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then when he was bottling it, he added sugar before oh, he bottled it. You're talking about That's priming. Was, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he was priming. So I'm gonna teach Two you guys. Different yep. things. Yes, priming. So I, mean, I don't brew my own beer, but I didn't even know so, that much. So a lot of people who, who's watching this who love beer. It's called prime it's natural priming. The beer is once you cook once you brew the beer, it's flat. So you want to give it the CO2 the carbonation. Yes. Okay. What happens is called natural priming. He put a little bit of sugar in it. So what happens is when you put that little sugar after the beer is completely cooked and everything, and you bottled it, you want it to have a CO2, right? Like the, the carbonation. So you put a little bit of sugar. Typically, a lot of the brew kits, they have a certain amount. And then you cook it in water. So you boil it in water. You put some of that sugar in And then you put it into the bottle. And then you cap it real quick over time. It just nat- it's called naturally primes. So naturally primes carbonation. We'll do another episode about brewing. See, yeah, but I did do that. What's the word? Del- dab. 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 We'll dab into it, right? Dab. No, I don't think dab. Dab is like this. Well, the yeah. thing that all the kids are doing or yeah. or used to. Well, delve. Delve. Is that a word? Oh man, we're uh, sorry. We're like four episodes in right now. Four episodes or three. four Actually, four beers three. in either one. Cheers. But all day, founders, all day IPA. Let's see what the session IPA is all about. Actually, this one is uh, ABV wise, it's lighter than what we drank recently. Yeah. Four point seven. That's like that's that's near Bud Light levels, but still heavier than Bud Light. Oh, I think Bud Light's like four two. Yeah, four two. This is four, four two. seven. This is like how much is Bud regular? But like for reference, I'm I'm pretty sure you know not everybody that listens to this right now is a craft brew. True, uh, is a craft brew drinker. I think Bud regular. Don't quote me on this. I I want to say it's around like it's about here, about four seven ish. Yeah, yeah. I know Bud Light's like it might it might be a little heavier because I know like like Hennigan. Hennigan's pretty light actually. It's no. like four or five. No, I, I think it's like sure. five. Five. What a bet. I guarantee you it's not five. So this episode, we're going to see a true bet. I think, I I truly think Hennigan is above four, nine. You said five earlier. I know. You said five. Yes. You're going, it's like five. I say at the most, 
I think four, it's four seven. I think it's around four seven, four nine. No, you said five. I know because I was just talking. I mean, I mean, you guys could rewind this back if you want. Damn it! You said five. He might be right, but I'm gonna. I want to say like four seven max. All right, four seven. Uh, four seven max. We'll put, right, we'll put a, we gotta put a beer on the line. Quarter. Quarter beer. Okay. Quarter beer. Quarter beer. That means whoever loses has to drink a quarter of their beer. We'll look it up later. You don't have to look it up. Right we'll now. look it up right now. Oh, Heineken ABV. Guess this episode is about beer, guys. But anyways, if you guys do want to learn about brewing beer, I don't have that much to teach you guys. I can do it a little bit. It's actually pretty darn fun. Oh. If you want to learn how to brew beer, all you need uh, is, is a lot of uh, sugar, like I just said, and grains. If you guys want to do that, it, it, it's actually a very interesting hobby to get into. And you'd be very surprised at the amount of calories that you would take once you start brewing your own beer. Hold on. Uh, let me fix my face. Uh, <clears throat> Heineken alcohol by volume is 5%. So I was technically right. You so are I think right. He's, I think he's your drink. original. Your yeah. original. See, that's what I figured. Actually, you, you said you're like, oh, you know, four point five to four point seven, blah blah blah, some some some. I was a little <laughs> nervous. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't want. But, but uh, that's a bet. Yeah, that's a bet. So he's got a drink. So while we're on the beard thing, so just in case anybody wants to know, there's an IBU thing. Literally, is the bitterness of the beer. So when everybody goes, oh, my gosh, this beer is so strong. It might be just bitter, by the way. Because a lot of people drink beer and they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so bitter. And they think it's strong. So alcohol content has nothing to do with the bitterness of the beer, FYI. So everybody should know this. Like, no matter how bitter the beer is, doesn't mean it's stronger. That's just the bitterness level. But IPAs, for example... Happen to be more bitter than your average beer, but they also happen to have more alcohol by volume. True. <laughs> All right, we're eight minutes in, and we talked about nothing about fishing. Yeah, we just talked about beer. Beer, but it's okay. That's part. That's part of what we're doing anyway. Well, speaking of fishing, everybody knows mom pop by now. Hopefully, mom pop fishing is about custom products for fishing. I never really thought I would ever get into custom product for fishing. I just go to Walmart, buy a, what are those cheap rods? What do they call it? Shakespeare. Shakespeare, your ugly steaks. I I, I was the same too, because until I say I met your, your brother-in-laws, like they, like they showed me like, oh, this is a tuned up custom. Their poles are amazing. They are. Yeah. They, they make good rods. We're in a small business. We're into custom, your your custom, like whatever you want. When we say custom, it's like your name or your, hey, you know what? That That's going a little bit to the left. I want this to look a little bit thicker. That's what we're talking about. Because honestly, when it comes to your pole, your fishing pole, a lot of people don't realize it's what you wear. You don't just wear something just because. You wear it's number one, is it comfortable? Number two, does it match? Number three, does it look good? Number four, it's 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 all those things. That's what I think, in my opinion, what custom is. It's like to your taste. Nobody else's taste. 
nobody else's you have to get rid of the judgmental stuff when you order custom stuff i think you want it towards you and that's what i think custom fishing should be how you fish how you like the way the action goes on your rods how you like your lure to move you know what i'm saying and and i think that's what custom is all about like you know there's nothing wrong with going to walmart buying your shakespeare rod for 35 dollars. it still catches fish i would say like custom rods and tackle like in general would cost more but then you can also go to your mass produced uh product like let's say your shimano Stella, which is like a seven hundred dollar reel. Hey, my brother in law has yeah one or two of those. Yeah, I mean, you know, like your your non custom stuff can still get pretty pricey too. I mean, it it all comes down to what you want out of like a certain product, like like a rod, for example. You know, I want a rod with this certain type of power and action, and this is one thing. This is one thing that bugs me that a lot of people um, get mixed up with. When they say medium action, okay. that is two different things. <laughs> Explain it. Right. When you say medium, yeah. Okay, let's say a medium rod, you're talking about the power. Okay. And then when you say action, you're talking about the action is like how like flexible a rod is. Okay. So when you say medium action, that doesn't mean anything really. Like medium, medium is the power. So like a medium power, fast action. Now that makes sense. Basically, medium power is you know basically the load that the rod can handle, and then the action, fast action, basically means where in that rod that it loads up. Extra fast action, fast action, moderate. That's basically where. Where in the rod does it load up? Gotcha. Basically, the faster the action, the more towards the tip is where it loads up. Basically, if it's fast, it's near the tip. Like you could go, go, you could start from extra fast, is closer to the tip and fast. And basically, as you move down the rod, like where it bends, is your action. So from extra fast to fast to like moderate, and then extra moderate or extra slow. Basically, where where is that rod bending? Is the action even like the big YouTubers, seven hundred thousand subscribers? Mm-hmm. He'll even say, "Oh, I'm using a Whisker Seeker medium action rod." But people don't or medium know. heavy action. But like you just said, people don't know what you just the said. The terminology. That's, yes, you have to layman term. I use the Whisker Seeker stuff, like for catfishing. That's all I use. They're not, they don't sponsor me or whatever, but you know, they're local. Um, they're out of like West Des Moines. I figure if I'm gonna buy catfish rod, why not source locally? But they're like a local brand. And if I had a choice, you know, whether to buy some big, big box store brand or some local brand, I would go with, you know, Whisker Seeker, for example. I think Fishing Kit and I are gonna have to do a, an example in real life power. And action. They're, they're, they it's, are it's, two different things. We're going to have to do that. I like that idea because we'll, we'll get together. We're going to do a quick video like, okay, what's the damn difference? You see all this. People are like, fast, fast, faster, fast. Oh, I like to be fast, but they don't understand what that means. So we'll do a video. We'll, we'll, we'll do a, a, a tutorial video, whatever. We'll have less beers. 
Maybe one or two. So this podcast kind of went left and right. Uh, We started out with beer. Off a tangent. But this is awesome because we went from beer, custom stuff, and types of poles. It basically ties back to why get a custom rod when you can go to Walmart and buy a Shakespeare combo for $35. I had those cheap rods, whatever. Fish, ice fish with them and regular fish, like open water fish. Something about the custom rod, it's just, it's yours. It's how you wanted it. It's how you wanted it to react. It's how you, when when you catch that one fish, in my opinion, that one fish, because I only catch one fish every time I go fish, but for some reason, the way the rod reacts, the way it moves, the way it's amazing. Because I, I feel like I just fish a lot. That's why I know what I know. Which... I fish a lot, but I don't know much. <laughs> it's okay, though, man. But, yeah, it's like, you know, anyone can go out and buy a Walmart rod for 40 bucks, True. catch fish. True. And then, you know, the next guy could go and spend 1600 bucks on a Stella and a G. Loomis. I'm not... In that market, so I don't know what their what their rods are, but I know like G Loomis and stuff is like a high end fishing brand. So just so everybody knows, no, this is the thing. I started mom pop fishing because I wanted the small business to thrive. Yeah, like for me, like I I just got into the whole custom rod thing three or four years ago. Actually, his uh his brother in laws from Denver, so I mean we might reference them from. From time to time, I was like, "Wow, man, this is like, wow, this is crazy! You you paid a hundred dollars for this ice fishing rod." Now that I've kind of gotten into that world where it's like, let's say sake fishing, for example, like let's say you go to him, like, "Hey, I want this rod. You know, it's this long. I want this kind of handle. I want these colors for the guides. I want these guides. You know, the action to be. You know, I want it to load up." at this point in the rod and then you know i wanted to say my name you know fishing kit after he builds that rod for you and then you go out there put whatever reel you want you catch a fish on that rod it's like oh man like i caught this fish on this rod you know i wanted this rod this way to target this certain fish and then i caught that fish like everything falls into place i wanted him to build this rod for this specific purpose and then i go out there and i catch it with that like i build this rod for crappies because i want to use this jig using this rod then i go out there with that rod with this jig that has my name on it with the colors that i want you know it just feels good exactly. honestly i totally agree because i never thought i would get into it but like you said my brother-in-law's got me into it but then once you do it it's just like <sighs> it puts a personal touch Yep. to it that 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 is the main thing you know you're not doing it to save money you're putting your name basically on that product like you know i put fishing kit on a sake rod it's because you it's for you it's a personal touch that you can't get with your shakespeare's with your ugly sticks things like that nothing wrong with them no no, no there there isn't and then another thing is you know out stuff out there that's more pricey than custom stuff but they're not custom. And I the way I see it is if you're gonna pay a hundred bucks for a rod, hundred and fifty bucks, you might as well go custom. Why not? That's true. You know, whatever god awful colors I want it to be, like neon green and pink. Nothing wrong with pink. 
nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with pink. And then day, we went to about four or five different topics, which is amazing. I'm pretty sure you guys are like beer fishing and they're fanatics. That's all right. Thank you for joining us on the, this episode of BFF. All right. See ya. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.